0: We're going to Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm going to read verse 15, 16, and 17. Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord, I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15. 16 and 17. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We have these three important scriptures here. There's someone CPH2127 in the waiting room. If you would have invited someone, can you please tell them to label their device? Yeah, I needed to teach him that. Sorry, Pastor. Who, who's that? It's Becky. I'm sorry. They they they're in Kenya and they can't get the. I'll, okay. I'll get them to get it. Okay. Okay, I can I can let them in as long as you know it's them. Yeah, he said he's just waiting to get in. He's the okay. pastor that wants to. Okay. Learn. Okay. 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 I'll, I'll let him know. in. Thank you, Becky. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15, 16, and 17. See then you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. We have three verses here. In these three verses, we see something significant. What is it? We see God, through His Spirit, Talking to his people, the importance of being wise and why you should be wise. And how can someone be fool? Someone can be foolish. The difference or the distinction between wise and foolish. This is similar to Jesus Christ talking about the wise virgins and the foolish virgins. wise men wise man and the foolish man. We see in verse 15, God says, how are you supposed to walk? Walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. So in this world as we walk, there's a way that God expects his people to walk. Walk in wisdom. In the wisdom of God those who don't have the wisdom of God will walk foolishly. Now there's I see iPhone here. If you see someone, can you please let them know to label their device. Um, It's just for your own protection. Um, Like I said before, I feel bad when I see people waiting. Um, Praise God. Wise Foolish. Broad way, narrow way. Those who are wise, they walk in the narrow way. Those who are foolish, they walk in the broad way. Now there is a certain pattern that God has for his people to walk. And God has set that pattern for us in the old Testament all the way to the New Testament. In the New Testament, we see the Lord Jesus Christ setting a pattern for us, for us to imitate him, to walk in his path. Jesus Christ set himself as an example for us so that we can follow him. And God says over here, see that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Someone who is wise Be vigilant, be sober, be alert, don't be sleeping, don't be careless. You see all these things all over the Bible from the Old Testament all the way to the New Testament. Now this verse is not saying something different from the rest of the scriptures or something new, but there's an emphasis that is placed here. When God is saying something again and again and again and again and again, it is for us to know that this is very important. You have to walk very carefully, you have to walk with your eyes open, you have to walk fully alert and awake. How many of you have seen drunkards with their eyes open, but they're about to fall off a bridge, or they're about to get hit by a car? See, you can have your physical eyes open, but if your judgment is gone, it's no good. You can have good judgment, but if you don't have vision, that's a big problem too. We need to have our spiritual vision. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need to have both in place. Our vision has to be straight, and our minds should be renewed by the word of God. Our thinking has to be like the Lord Jesus Christ. So where do we get this wisdom, and how can you be wise? God says, be wise, be wise. How can you be wise? You need to redeem the time. But how can you have that wisdom to redeem, redeem the time? How can you have the wisdom to not be unwise? How can you understand what the will of the Lord is? See, you cannot understand what the will of the Lord is if you don't have His wisdom. If you don't have His wisdom, then you're not going to be redeeming the time. You're going to be just like the rest of the world, party people. They think that having fun is life, but it's not. The Bible says, look at the ants, how they save up for winter. They have wisdom. Go learn from them, you lazy person. That's what the Bible says. Go to the ant, you sluggard, and go learn his ways. See how the ant or the ants, they work together how they have a goal, how they are aware of what season it is now and what season is going to come. How do they know and how come? The people in this world, they don't know because there are two categories there. One is the wise and the other is the foolish. If you just simplify it further, You can just say one who really has the living God inside of them and they are manifesting that outside and the other one does not have God and some claim to have God. They all can be lumped into one category. So you can have a group of people who blatantly say that, well, I don't believe in God. They're in the same path as The rest of the people who say that we believe in God, we know the Lord, we have Christian music, we have Christian t-shirt, and we have, you know, Christian verses on my wall, and uh, everything is Christian about, but they have no Christ living inside of them. They have a dead religion. You can call that self-righteous and uh, hypocritical living. That means the garment everything shows like they are something, but inside they are something else. Those are the people, the Bible says, Jesus said that, in the last days, they will come to me and they'll say, Lord, Lord, I did this, Lord, Lord, I did that, Lord, Lord, I did this. It's all them saying they did this, but did God say that they did it? No, that's the difference. Many times people take the scripture and they try to, try to make sense of it, saying that, how can this be? How can, how can this be? The truth is, in God's eyes, they never did the works of righteousness. In God's eyes, what were they doing? They were doing unrighteous things. And God says, I don't know you. Those are the people that God will say, I don't know you. I don't know you at all. You're, you're telling me that I did this, I did this, I did that. But that's not what I saw. That's not what you did. And furthermore, what did Jesus say? He said, depart from me, you workers, you workers. Of iniquity, And who actually does the will of God? Those who do the works of God, not the works of Satan. Workers of iniquity is doing the works of Satan, the works of darkness. How can you do things in God's name and do works of iniquity? How can you? How can you do something in God's name and do works of iniquity? You can have a big charity organization. You can have a big church. You can have a small church. You can, you know, do food pantry. You can do all kinds of things. Do you know what? There are a lot of people. They can do all those things externally. A lot of charity work. But their heart is full of uncleanness. Or their heart is full of bitterness. Or at home, they're very harsh with their spouse and their words are totally wrong. Their attitude is bad. Their motive with which why they're doing what they're doing is wrong. So their actions may be something, but their heart is showing something else. You know, our actions should be a reflection of our heart. That means because we love Jesus, because we are walking with him, because his power is flowing in us, because of that, we do charity work. That's how it should be. But Jesus also talks about the Pharisees who give to the poor, but they want others to notice them. They fast, but their motives are wrong because they want others to notice them. They pray. But God doesn't even hear their prayers because someone else heard it already. They want others to notice them. You see, the motive is very important. The motive with which why we do what we do is very important. So, on the outside, it can look like I did this, I did this, I did this. You can have a whole bunch of things saying that I did this. But, you can end as a failure because you, do the, you didn't do the will of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. The wisdom that you need to knowing the will of God and doing it is crucial. If you want to do the will of God, you need to know the will of God. If you want to know the will of God, you need to know God. You need to have His wisdom. The Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That means there's a lot more to it. But in order to have the beginning of wisdom, we need foundationally the fear of the Lord. We need to have the fear of the Lord as a foundation. How many of you can say, well, we have laid the foundation for a house, and that's it, we're going to bring everything and we're going to move in. No, foundation is important, has to be strong, but that's not it. We have a lot more to do before the construction of the house is finished. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. You know why? Because there's such a thing called the spirit of wisdom. There's supernatural element to it when it comes to wisdom. When you fear the Lord, you have the beginning of wisdom. But when you walk with Him, when you have the spirit of God inside of you, you have a lot more to it where the spirit of wisdom will operate in you. Showing you what is evil, what is good. And how to escape the snares of the enemy. The fear of the Lord will cause you to enter into those things. Keep you from falling. Enter into the wisdom of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. I want you to really pay close attention to what the Spirit of God is saying at this hour. There's a clear distinction here. What we do and what we say must go hand in hand. Just by us doing something doesn't mean that we are being something. Our doing must come from being. We saw this at the Life Training School. Whatever we are doing must come from being who we are before God Almighty. And here the Spirit of God says, See, when you walk, walk circumspectly. Walk as a wise person, not as a fool. God could have just said, be wise and walk as a wise person. But he didn't leave it there. He says before that, don't be as a fool. That means don't learn of their ways. Don't walk in their ways. Don't try to be like those people. Be someone who will do the will of God. In order for you to do the will of God, you need to know the will of God. Why? Why? Because the days are evil. The time is so short. Jesus is coming soon. We have to meet our maker. Man's days are like grass. that just goes so fast. Before we know, it's gone. Before we know, it's gone. We can have big mansions. We can have everything that we want in front of us. But suddenly something happens. Nothing matters anymore. The next thing is we have to stand before our maker, our almighty God. Are we prepared? Are we doing the will of God? God has mentioned this twice. Again, he says, don't be unwise. But understand what the will of the Lord is. If you don't conduct your day knowing the will of God, you are living as a fool take this to heart if you just get up in the morning well I need to do this today and I have to do this tomorrow and you just plan your day and you just run your day you are living like a fool you need to know the will of God what does God want you to do today? are you going to be one of those who just stand over there that day where God says I don't know you or are you going to be one of those people that God will say well done good and faithful servant you did my will you know how you know When you have God by your side. And you know that He is showing you what you need to do. And because He has shown you what you need to do and you're doing it. You know that you're walking as a wise person, not as a fool. I want to repeat it again as the Holy Spirit wants me to. How do you know that if God calls you today that you will be as a wise person entering in to eternity where God will say, well done, good and faithful servant. God won't say, I don't know you. Lord, I gave 10,000 tracts. Lord, I invited this many people to church. Or oh, Lord, I read the Bible. Lord, I have stickers all over my house. Lord, I have praise and worship all the time in my car. With all of that, God can say, I don't know you. You know why? What matters the most is a doer of God's word. A doer of God's word. When the winds came, when the storm came, when the floods came, when everything came, bringing that house down, trying to bring that house down. The house that stood on its foundation called the rock stood firm. The other house crashed and it crashed with a loud noise. Both look similar. A lot of ministries will look very similar. Some will even glitter. Not everything that glitters is gold. Before God's eyes, the structure that really stands will stand the test of time. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. If you're not a doer of the word, no matter what you say, it will not stand before God. Lord, I tried, but I tried, but I tried. If you really tried, then you would have been a doer of the word. That's what God will say. It is important for you to be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. So that brings us to the application part of what we do with what God gives to us every day. Tuesday, every morning call, every Sunday, and every fasting prayer. We're getting so much of God's word. What are we doing with what we're getting? Do we know that we're accountable? We have to know that. When we get the word of God, the moment we get it, we're accountable to it. Because it is supposed to nourish us. If you give a plate of food to your child, you expect the child to eat, and you expect the child to grow. You expect the child to be healthy. If you see your child not eating and taking that plate... You know, some will go and throw it in the garbage. Some will just leave it there. I have the plate there. Day one, day two, day three, rotting. Day four, rotting. Moldy, rotting. It's still there. I have the food. I have the food. Oh, I have the food. I have the food. I have the food. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with it? Are you a doer of the word? You want to be among the wise. Do what God has told you to do. Fear the Lord and do what He is telling you to do. God has told you to do something. Did God speak to you last Tuesday? What did you do with it? That's the reason why the Spirit of the Lord had me ask you about the application part. What we're all doing during the morning calls, how we're going to meditate, with the med- meditation, has to be the application. I was glad to hear, Suzanne a provoking, Phil, to memorize. You know, she's applying what she heard from last Tuesday and she's working on it. You can see that. We need to be doers of God's word. If we don't take what God has given and we don't apply it, what will happen to us? Why are we even hearing it? What are we going to be doing with it? Are we going to be like children who are having the plates right on our table in front of us? It's there. It's there. I didn't dump it. It's there. I took notes. Good for you. I have it decorated, good for you. I put sticky notes, good for you. What are you doing with all those things? That's the next question. We do all these things. We can have fancy decorations here on the table. You can have a candle here. You can have you know, this here and you can have that here. But the food is still staying on the table. Well, I'm busy. I'm working. I'm busy. I'm writing. I'm busy. I'm talking. I'm busy. I'm sweeping. The plate is still there. What will happen to your health? Think about it. What will, how will you feel if you are the parent, you're cooking and giving the food to the child? The child is saying, thank you, mommy. It, it is it is really so delicious and I will really eat it. And says all kinds of fancy words to the mother and says, oh, you're the best mother. you give me best food and, and I'm so happy to be a child, but the food is still there. Think about it. Think about it. How will God feel about you? When you don't apply what God has given, and you take it, and you say all kinds of flowering words, but you're not a doer of the word. So much we have received. What are we doing? If we would just apply, do you know what will happen? You would become a very, not only plumpy sheep, but a sheep that will multiply. A sheep that will do great and mighty things for the Lord God Almighty because that much is being poured inside because our teachings are supernatural teachings coming from heaven right from God to us. It has to do something big inside of us if we are diligent in applying it. If you diligently take heed to the Word of God, we saw that last Tuesday in Joshua chapter 1. If you diligently Take heed or be careful to observe whatever God has told you to do. Then observe and do it. Meditate and do it. Keep in your mouth and do it. Then what will happen? God says, then whatever you do shall prosper. God's goal for you is to prosper. God wants to put you above all the nations of the world and show you to this world to show What God can do to those who will be committed to Him. How many people have gone to the top as a result of being a doer of the Word? Hardly any, very few. We have time for everything. We have time for everything. We have time for dinner. We have time for cooking. We have time for cleaning. We have time for whatever. Talking. We have time for everything. We don't have time for God. We need to be honest with ourselves. The day we become honest before God and say, Oh my God, I could have given importance to your word here. I could have given importance to your word there. Lord, I could have given importance to your word here just to do what you told me to do. With what message you gave me Sunday. I should have meditated. I should have applied. Is it important? It came from heaven, didn't it? Did it come from heaven or not? Is God's word so cheap? from when did it become so cheap for you to treat it the way you're treating it, that you put other things about it, and that you say that, I don't have time for God's word. May God help us. May God help us. There are two iPhones in the waiting room. If you have invited anyone, can you please let them know? Giving importance to God's word should become our goal should become our ambition should become our obsession should become our everything therefore do not be wise but understand what the will of the Lord is understand what the will of the Lord is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding how can you know the Holy One how can you know the Holy One if we don't give time to God's Word? How will God reveal Himself to us? How will He give us the knowledge of the Holy One? If we don't do what He has told us to do, whatever He has given to us, if we don't put that to use, how will He give more? You know, a lot of times we say, I want more of Jesus. I want more of Jesus. I want. We pray like that. I want more of Jesus. God will say, well, you haven't finished your plate. You haven't finished your plate. How can I put more? Your plate is still there full. How can I put more? Won't you tell that to your child? When your child comes and says, I want more if the plate is full. Or even if the plate is half full. We're going to say, Finish that. Then I'll put more. Because you know it'll go to waste. God knows it'll go to waste. So he's not going to give you anything more. If you don't make use of what. God has given to you. Oh, give us this day our daily bread, Jesus said. Daily bread. The daily bread is not for us to make it stale and moldy. The daily bread is for us to take it and be strengthened by it, to become like the tree that is planted by the rivers of waters, full of fruits in its season. And the tree when you look at it, it looks so beautiful. God feels so happy that He invested in you. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. I'm gonna take you to First Samuel from here as the Holy Spirit wants me to. You can keep one hand on this and just let's go to First Samuel. Thank you, Jesus. First Samuel Chapter seventeen first Samuel chapter seventeen, and I'm going to take you to verse Verse forty. First Samuel chapter seventeen verse forty. And just go there. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and a sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. I want to stop right here. What did David do here? When David saw Goliath, he did not waste time. David did not waste any time. He saw Goliath blaspheming the armies of the living God. He saw Goliath coming and standing and defying the armies of the living God. And as soon as David saw, he did not waste time. If you're taking notes, write this down. When you see a problem, it is important that you don't waste time. Miracles are for those who don't waste time. When you see a situation, it is important to hit your knees to the ground immediately and say, God, what do you want me to do? It is important, it is important, wherever you are, wherever you're going through, whenever it may be, it is important to bend your knees before the living God and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? Knowing the will of God is very important. David knew the will of God. He was led by God Almighty. Because he was led by God, when he saw what happened to David, he did not waste time. He was someone who was wise, who redeemed the time, because he knew, if I miss this, my entire nation can become slaves to this Philistine, and to the people. May God speak to the hearts this hour. How long are you going to let the enemy rage in your family? How long are you going to let the problem continue as a problem? For 40 days and 40 nights, Saul and his entire army, the whole nation of Israel, let the Philistine come and blaspheme the armies of the living God and blaspheme God thereby. Night and day. 40 days and 40 nights this was happening. Until David came and saw and he said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to waste time. That's it. Immediately he started moving. He was moved by the Holy Spirit. He was someone who was wise, redeeming the time, because he knew time is of essence now. I cannot waste another moment. When you see a situation that needs attention, God's intervention... If you have God and you say others don't, what are you doing? You know, there are a lot of people who talk about how others are so bad and and they're not doing their part and they don't have the Lord and, and you accuse everyone except yourself. If you are there, then you can be used by God to save them. If you know God, you can be used by God to save them, like how God used David to save them. God has a purpose for you. And God is looking at you this night and God is saying this. Be wise. Don't be foolish like the rest of the people. Those are all Israelites. They were not the Philistines. God was not talking about the Philistines. God is talking about the people who call themselves to be God's people who are unwise. Don't be like them. Don't be like them. Don't be like them. You redeem the time. Wise virgins and foolish virgins. They were virgins, remember. They were all invited to meet the bridegroom. They were all invited to the wedding party. They were all virgins, all believers. But half were unwise and half were wise. Half were foolish and half were wise. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't be like the rest of the people that you see outside. They say, eh, it's okay. Don't be too hard on yourself. Don't be Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. Don't be too conscious about how you're behaving in this world. You can be just like the people of the world. That's okay. God knows you and you know God and all these things. The foolish say. But the wise will say, this is what God's word says. Because they fear God and they say, All those who name the name of the Lord, let him depart from iniquity. That's what God's word says. So, a wise person will be a doer of the word. What will he or she do? Depart from iniquity. Be a doer of the word. Now, because David was someone who was pleasing God. He was led by God. He had the wisdom of God. Because he had the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God led him. As soon as he saw the situation, the spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom, led him to do what he had to do. Talk to this person. Talk to that person. This person is putting you down. Don't worry about this. Go to the next person. The wisdom of God is leading him. He is not led by emotions. Write this down. The spirit of God, the spirit of wisdom, when he leads us, we will not be led by emotions. We will be led by God's wisdom. The wisdom of God, when he leads us, it's not going to be based on feelings and emotions. It's going to be based on the will of God. When the will of God is in focus, you're going to be doing what you have to do in order to fulfill the will of God. And there's no room for emotional drama there. There's no room for Satan to work through the emotions there because when your mind is on doing the will of God, your body, your emotions, they're all in sync in doing the will of God. How will it happen? Okay. I Okay, I'm just going to let both the iPhones in because I don't know which one is Betty. God. So when God leads us, God leads us by His wisdom, and His wisdom is His word. God is wisdom, God is word, God is knowledge, and God is understanding, God is love, God is joy, God is patience. When you look at the attributes of God, it is God Himself. Those who commit themselves to the will of God will yield the members of their bodies to doing the will of God that means when Satan tries to work through the emotions they will just push it down and they're going to be keen on doing the will of God so there's no room for the enemy to pull a person who is bent on doing the will of God down, I want to give one illustration here, as the Holy Spirit wants me to we'll go back to David here But when Apostle Paul had to go to suffer, the rest of the people in the church, they were saying, don't go, don't go, please don't go. God has shown that you're going to be persecuted there. Don't go. You know what Apostle Paul said? Please don't say that. I'm going. Now they're all crying for him, saying, don't go, don't go, because you're going to be persecuted. Apostle Paul knew that this was the will of God, and this will of God was for him to go and suffer and testify for the Name of the Lord Jesus Christ. His emotions, his feelings, and what is going to happen was not in the way. A man confidently knowing the will of God. Nothing. Even the rest of the so-called Christians were not able to persuade him from doing the will of God. You need to be like that. In order for you to be like Apostle Paul, you need to know your God like Apostle Paul. When all the people came and said that it's not God's will for you to go. Paul, you shouldn't be going. Apostle Paul knew the will of God. And he knew where that counsel is coming from also. And he did the will of God. You need to know the will of God. And this is where God's word says, be wise, know the will of God and do it. Because time is very short. Time is very short. Time is very short. So know the will of God and do it. So what David does is, David over here in 1st Samuel chapter 17, knew the will of God. David was wise, he knew the will of God. Why was David wise here? Because David was someone who feared the Lord. David had an intimate relationship with God. He believed that God is living, he believed that God can hear, he believed that God can see, and he developed this close relationship with God, that the presence of God was with him all the time. So when David saw the situation in his nation, where the whole nation was perplexed and they didn't know what to do, David had a solution. This is how God's people must be and will be, if they are wise in the midst of turbulent situations, they will have the answer and they will be the answer because they have the answer inside of them. God wants you to make you a light to the darkness that is out there. But how can you become the light unless you become one with the light? The Word is the light. If you have no time for God or if you have less time for God, then you'll be like a candle that is put out or you'll be like a flickering candle. If you have no time for God, you have no light. If you have little time for God, you're like a flickering candle. Soon to be put out. The word of God should become your priority. Make it your priority. Now, David saw the situation. He had the mind of God He had the spirit of wisdom leading him. He had the wisdom to avoid petty fights and go to Saul. He had the wisdom to talk to the people to take him to Saul. He had the wisdom to talk to Saul who tried to put him down and say, Well, David, you're too little and you're not qualified and you can go home. But he had the wisdom of God to speak the right words to Saul to the point that Saul got convinced. Because the spirit of wisdom was working through David and speaking through David. It's very important. That's the spirit of God. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's not the spirit of wisdom. That's the beginning of wisdom. That's the ABCs, alphabets, to the big C of language. If we don't have that, then we have no language. If you don't know your alphabet, you have no language. So the fear of the Lord is foundational. That's the beginning. But then you have the spirit of wisdom. God gives to all those who choose to put that wisdom to use. That means with the fear of the Lord, whatever you know is right, you should do it. Whatever you know is wrong, you should not do it. That's the beginning stages of getting wisdom from God. Those who are consistent in doing that, those who are faithful in doing that, that means treasuring that wisdom by fearing God. Those are the ones who will be given the spirit of wisdom. When the speed of wisdom comes and you will know the will of God, you will know the will of God. When you know the will of God, you must do the will of God. Otherwise, even what God gave you will take it away from you. So the will of God is very important. Every single day you need to know the will of God. Every single day you need to know the will of God. Someone asked me this question recently. He said, Pastor, how's your day and how's your schedule? I said, I can't say that. You know why? Because every day is different. God orders our day. God orders our day. Even while I was working before the school district, even while I was working for the attorney, every day was different. Every day, just like how it is now, every day is different. Because the God whom we serve is a God of uniqueness. He brings uniqueness in our work. He brings uniqueness. Every day can have testimonies. Every day will have the touch of God. Every day will have the fingerprints of God. You yourself won't know how your day will begin and how your day will end. One thing you know, it will have miraculous thing. It will have a lot of trials and a lot of testimonies. We need to have God to lead us. That We need to know the will of God and to do it no matter what happens. We need to know the will of God. Sometimes people can say, I don't know the will of God. How can I know the will of God? Well, are you doing what you know to do, sincerely? Whatever you're hearing, whatever God has been teaching you, are you following? Are you being faithful? Are you being unfaithful? Only to the faithful God will give more. You multiply your two and you make it a the four, then God will add more to you so that you can multiply more. But if you just keep it, like I said, with a plate full of food, or eat a little bit and say, let me keep that, and maybe I can take more, maybe I like this, maybe you know some people are like that. I know someone who used to be like that, you know, they're not alive anymore. But this person when she got married, she said she came from a very rich family, it seems. So she'll go with the restaurant she'll go with her husband to the restaurant and she'll she'll order something and she'll take a bite and she'll leave it and she'll ask, I want that. And they'll order that, take a bite of that and leave that and order and the husband was, like, sitting and watching, and he will never order for himself. And she, she herself told me this when she was alive. So you have, like, a whole bunch of... Now, the husband is not a rich person. But to please this newly married wife, he was, like, ordering and ordering. And so when he saw this pattern, what he started doing was he would never order any food for himself. He would wait until she leaves everything, and then he will take all that, and he'll take some from everything, and he'll eat. Is it good? That's not good. Now, do you think that the husband continued doing like that? No. That'll be encouraging folly. Pick what you want. You want that? Take that. You want to take two, three days? Take that. That's it. You can't be having like 10, 15 and saying, I'll try this, I'll try this, I don't want this, I'll try this, I don't want this. God will not give his treasures to those who throw it away in the trash can. We ask God for more, but are we making use of what God is giving to us now? We can envy those who have more all the days of our lives, but you know what? You too can have that. But how are you handling what that has been given to you? How faithful are you? Jesus said this. A person who is faithful in little, God will make him a ruler over many. How faithful are you in what God has given? How faithful are you with the word God has given? How faithful are you? How faithful are you in the application part? How faithful are you in being a doer of the word of God? You see David over here. Before God brought him, before Goliath. He took him before the lion. He took him before the bear. He was faithful to God. With the little sheep, the flock that he had, he was faithful to God. And after that, God took him before the giant. This is what God will do. Before David could become anything, he faced lots and lots of challenges. But because his walk was there with God... His mind was on doing the will of God. He knew that the will of God is for me to lay down my life for my sheep. That means I'm going to fight and God is going to win this battle. And with faith, he went against that lion. With faith, he went against the bear. And because of that, he not only saved his sheep, but he had a testimony that he could share before the king. Before he could bring the giant down. He was able to tell King Saul he had a good portfolio He was able to go and show him, this is what I have accomplished through God and the same God will cause me to bring this giant down. And his words were credible. The Spirit of the Lord was behind his words because he is the one who is inspiring him to say these things. And because of that what happened, because of what happened, Saul was convinced. Because the word of God, the spirit of wisdom was working through David. It was the spirit of God who went straight into Saul's spirit. After Saul said, okay, send him. Even though David's size was like maybe one-fourth of Goliath's size. That didn't keep Saul from sending David before Goliath. Think about that. Someone who's so scared of the giant, how will he put himself and his entire nation at risk by sending this little fellow there? Something happened into Saul's spirit. Something from David went into Saul's spirit. Are you being someone who is able to impart such faith, influence people, so that God's work can be accomplished, so that God's kingdom can expand, so that Satan's kingdom can be brought down, so that people can be delivered, people can be healed, people can be set free, people's tears can be wiped away. God has asked you this question. Do you have the Lord Jesus Christ? If you have him, what are you doing with what you have? are you just looking at yourself constantly like Saul and his people were they're all looking at themselves what will happen I can't go before the giant you can't go before the giant they're all looking at themselves meanwhile David was someone who looked beyond his needs he said God I don't want this uncircumcised Philistine to blaspheme your name not another second and he did not waste any time He said, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. And the Spirit of the Lord said, go, I'll be with you. Those are the people God will use to do impossible things. And you look at David. David was not a hasty person. We saw this a week ago. David was not someone who said, as soon as Saul said, you can go. He didn't just run before Goliath and say, here I come, where are not? Here I come. No. He was someone who went to this riverside. And this is where we read a few minutes ago. Let's just go there. Verse 40. The Spirit of God who led David to Saul also led him not to wear Saul's armor. He had wisdom to not please Saul. Imagine if you'd have thought, oh, the king said he'll feel offended if I tell him that I can't wear his armor. He's going to look down on me. So even though it is heavy, I'm just going to take this and somehow walk with this and God will somehow give me the grace while it's so heavy on me. You know, many Christians are like that. They don't want to offend another person. they rather offend God. They're not to offend another person, so they will carry the weight that they should not carry. And then they'll fall down. And then they'll say, oh Lord, I did it for you, and look what I'm doing, what I'm suffering. You're not suffering because you did God's will. You're suffering because you wanted to look good before someone else. God is speaking into our hearts of this hour. Don't be a man pleaser. If you be a man pleaser, you cannot serve God, Apostle Paul said. If I please man, I cannot be a servant of God. If you try to please your son, your daughter, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife. You cannot be a pleaser of God. Certain times God will call you to do certain things. doesn't mean that you despise everyone and be rude and disrespectful. No. A child of God should not be like that. But at the same time, when you know that God has called you to do something. When burdens are placed upon you that you should not bear. At that point, if you are walking with God, God's wisdom will tell you to say no to them at that time. Yes. When you try to please people, you will become a person who will offend God. You'll become a person who will lose the blessings of God. Don't let people put weight on you that you shouldn't bear. Don't do things that you shouldn't be doing because you don't want to look bad in front of others, so I'm just going to kill myself over it. To the extent that you don't have time to time to read, time to pray, you don't have time for anything. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Put God first in your life. Be wise to redeem the time. Know the will of God and do it. David knew the will of God and he did it. Some people, they know the will of God, but they will not do it. Don't be like that. Be someone who will know the will of God and do it know the will of God and do it now David knew the will of God and now he says no to the king's armor he says I can't wear this oh king doesn't matter if the king thinks bad and the king thinks that oh boy I don't know David could have thought if I tell him that I can't wear this then what if if he keeps me from going in front of Goliath what if he keeps me from representing God David didn't depend on Saul to go and stand before Goliath. David knew that God has called him and God will take him. Where I have to say no, I will say no. Some people are so scared, so scared to stand up for the truth. If you're so scared to stand up for the truth, how are you going to resist the devil? Because the devil is a liar, he is a lie himself. If you can't stand up for the truth, how are you going to resist the devil? You're not resisting the devil. You're actually resisting God. When you stand up for the truth, you're resisting the devil. When you stand up for lies, you're resisting God Almighty, remember. So truth is important, and to stand for the truth is all the more important. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. So David, at every place he faced opposition, he did the will of God. He didn't please man, he did the will of God. When people said that, oh David, you're too young, you can't do this. He didn't feel insulted and he didn't say that, oh, I feel discouraged, I'm going home. No, there's no room for emotions in doing the will of God. He didn't let the negative things dominate his emotions. Rather, he had the Spirit of God dominate his emotions. So, even though people tried to discourage him, that discouragement didn't do anything to David. On the contrary, David was all the more bold because the Spirit of Wisdom was going with him. It was in him and going with him. He was able to stand before Saul and say, No, thank you keep it. I will go. Because he was wise, because he did not please man, because he was keen on doing the will of God. God gave favor in the eyes of Saul and God made him say, go, God be with you, go. Even though you're not wearing any armor, go. Which king will do that? Think about it. The Bible says, the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like rivers of water, he turns it, whichever he has to turn it, whichever way it has to go according to God's will. If you are keen on doing God's will, God will move people in your favor to favor you in doing the will of God. There's a prophecy. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. If you're keen on doing the will of God, God will move people. God will move authorities. God will move people in the official places to favor you in order to do the will of God, in order to do the will of God. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. But if we think that man is in charge of our lives, but not God, man is the one who is about me, man is the one who has my job in control, man is the one who has my marriage in control, man is the one who has my education in control, man is the one who has my finances in control, whatever it is, and you try to please man in order to get your needs met, you try to somehow get it from a human being, You're going to be sorely disappointed because God is about man. God is about kings. God is about princes. God is about authorities. God is about all kinds of people. If a man's ways pleases the Lord, God's word says, he will make his enemies to be at peace with him. If your way would please God, God will make your enemies to make peace with you. That means God will give favor wherever you go. Even your enemies will favor you. This is our God. So it's wise to please Him. If you have that wisdom and not be like fools like we saw in Ephesians chapter 5, and if you keep on doing the will of God, then God will do what He did for David. He will open doors that no man can open. He will take you and place you before people to do His perfect will if you are bent on doing His will. Now David standing before Goliath is not like how you see in cartoons. And sometimes people will say, Oh, wish I can go and stand before Goliath. You know what a challenge that is? You know what a dreadful thing that is? You know that you can die if you go there? David had no fear because he knew it was God's will. It's God's will. He was not going there to be a big hero. He went because I want to defend the name of my God. I want to defend the name of my God. How many of you have that in your heart? Whatever I do, I want to do it for the Lord. Somehow, somewhere, someone needs to hear the name of Jesus. Somewhere, somehow, someone must hear how big my God is. Somewhere, 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 somewhere. somewhere. Somehow. If my life can bring hope to someone, oh God, let me do your will. How many of you can sincerely say that? Not just simply say that, but sincerely say that. Sincerely saying is doing whatever God has called you to do, beginning in being obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit by being a doer of the Word of God. Value His Word. Do His Word. Now, very important here. I take it here. Verse 40. Then he took his staff in his hand and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in a shepherd's bag in a pouch which he had and a sling was in his hand and he drew near to the Philistine. What did he do? He went to this brook and then he took five smooth stones from there and put them in the shepherd's bag. So after he saw the king he came to this brook. He came to this brook and he's choosing five smooth stones. Who is behind David's choosing those five smooth stones? The Holy Spirit. The spirit of wisdom is upon him to choose the best stones over there. The stones that were important. Out of those five, one is going to bring that giant down. The Spirit of God is causing David to pick exactly what needs to be picked from there. We need to be people of faith, people of integrity, people who do God's will at all costs. You look at David, when David went to the river to get those five smooth stones even to pick that five stones, those five stones, the Spirit of God had to tell He didn't go and say, let me just, you know, take maybe 20 or 30. What if while I, you know, use this sling and the stone and it just didn't hit him or it hit him on his nose or hit him on his shoulder, i, I probably need like 25 and you know, he wasn't just standing there and picking stone after stone. No. The Spirit of God led him exactly what he needed to do. To take just five. He was so confident. He knew that my God is with me. When he went to the riverbanks, he knew that he was going to win. He knew that he was going to bring the giant down. He knew that this giant, this blasphemer is going to be put down by God Almighty who is inside of him. He had that wisdom. He had that wisdom. He had that wisdom. The spirit of wisdom was leading him. While the rest of Israel were in fear. They were like fools. They were foolish actually. Not like fools. They were foolish. They lived as if they didn't have God. They lived in fear. They chose fear over faith in God. And they lived in fear. Very different from David, one person. Who with faith went to the river banks. He had the wisdom of God and he put that wisdom of God to use. Be wise. What does this wisdom do? This wisdom will cause you to overcome all the powers of darkness. This wisdom will cause you to overcome all the powers of darkness. This wisdom will cause you to overcome all the powers of darkness. No matter how huge this giant may appear, the wisdom of God will cause you to bring this giant down through that smooth stone whatever the smooth stone be in your life, it has to come from the presence of God. It has to come from the wisdom of God. It has to come from the spirit of God. Then you will have good success. Then you will have good success. Then you will have good success. Whatever you do, you will prosper. You won't be someone who will toil, like it says in the Bible. You toil from day to night and eat the bread of sorrows. God's people are not so. They eat the fruit of their labor because the God who gives them the grace to labor gives them joy to enjoy that. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Be wise. Redeem the time. Make sure that you do the will of God. You redeem the time to do the will of God. Time is so important. I can't waste time. I can't waste time. David said, I can't waste time. I got to go right after I leave Saul. I got to go to that brook. I got to get those stones. And I got to get straight to where Goliath is. I can't lose time. How many of you are facing critical things in your life and yet you are not spending time in the presence of God? You're not praying as you should. Your spouses are not saved. Your spouses are not saved. Your children are not saved. Your parents or grandparents are not saved. Or your friends or co workers are not saved. And you see this Goliath standing there. You see the oppression of the enemy over your family. But you're not redeeming the time. You're preoccupied in other things. While the enemy is coming closer and closer and closer. And he still has your entire family, your whole circle in terror. But you're not seeking the will of God in this. You're not praying as you should. You don't have a plan. David had a plan from God. The spirit of wisdom gave him the plan. David, when you win against the bear your hands are enough. David, when you have to fight the lion, your hands are enough. David, when you have to fight the giant, you can't go with your hands. Take the sling and the stone. Take five smooth stones. Who was leading him? The spirit of wisdom. See, God's partnership with man and man's partnership with God is very important. In order for God to accomplish His will on earth as it is in heaven, He looks for man who will partner with Him to bring heaven down to earth. I want to repeat this. In order for God to bring His will down to earth as it is in heaven, He is looking for man who will partner with Him to bring His kingdom down to earth. And you know what? The disobedient and the rebellious cannot fulfill this those who partner with God are people of integrity those who partner with God or God partners with them will be people like Abraham who are covenant keepers who be people who be willing to do anything wherever God tells them to do wherever God tells them to go they'll go whatever God would tell them to do they will do because he is the Lord that's the exact relationship master means He tells me what to do, and I do. Trustworthy servant. Then God will be able to use you in ways beyond your imagination. But you should be willing to do anything that God will call you to do. You look at Abraham, you look at David, you look at Daniel. People who are used by God in mighty ways were people who laid down their lives. Whatever God would tell them to do, they will do. There were people who are keen on doing the will of God. Oh, but, but Lord, but. And my body says, this. but I have no time for this. But Lord, uh, I can't do this now. There's no can't in the heroes of faith vocabulary. No can't. Lord, this is, this is not possible at this time. Can I do some other time? It's not in the vocabulary of the people who are in the book of faith, hall of faith. When God calls them to do something, they do it. They make it happen, and God makes sure it happens both ways. When God tells man to get the job done, the man who is yielded to God, like Gideon was, will partner with God and say, I will do it, no matter what come my way, I will do it, Lord. At that moment, God says, I will make sure I'll be with you to get it done. Not by might, not by power, but by the Spirit of God. Every mountain will come crumbling down before those who would say, Lord, no matter what it takes, I will bring that mountain down. You be with me. When a person who's willing to obey God 100%, no matter what the cost is, God will be willing to work with them and through them 100% to accomplish the impossible. God is looking for people like that. Wise people who are full of the wisdom of God, who have a fear of God, which is the beginning of wisdom and full of the wisdom of God, where the spirit of God is that They have been so obedient to God. The spirit of wisdom is in operation. No matter what God would tell them to do, they have always, yes, at the tip of their mouth. Whatever God calls them to do, they won't say, Lord, it's difficult at this, this time. Lord, you know what I'm going through and you know, Lord, how hard it is for me to... God will say, okay. Stay home. I'll find someone. That's what God did in Gideon's army. All those who are fearful and unbelieving, send them home. And they all went home. They all first came to fight. Send them home. Send them home. And send the next group home. Just a bunch of people. They're enough for me. In God's eyes, they're looking for those who will be loyal towards him. That's all he's looking for. He's not looking for talents. He's not looking for abilities. He's not looking for anything outstanding because he has all those. He can give to a person who has nothing. He calls into existence things that are not as though they were. You can give all those things to a person who has nothing. If he has a loyal heart towards God, which will say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, whatever you say, yes, Lord. How obedient are you to the Lord God Almighty? How obedient are you when God tells you to do something? Do you make excuses? Do you make excuses? If you're making excuses, know this for sure. You're not doing the will of God. If you're not doing the will of God, know this for sure. You're not among the wise, you're among the foolish. If you're not among the wise and you're among the foolish, you're in a very, very difficult spot. Remember, God is speaking to hearts at this hour. All the memorization and meditation we talked about for the past few weeks that the Holy Spirit gave to us. And we've been hearing this for the past several years. If we don't put it to practice, if we're slow to listen, That means we hear it, but we are slow to be a door of the word. Oh, time is running out. Time is running out. At the last minute, we try to do something. It's not, it won't be possible. It won't be possible. I remember when um, Daniel and Esther were little. To have them finish their food, I used to have a timer in front of them. I will tell them before this time, before this clock comes here and the timer rings, you should finish the food. So they'll be sitting and they'll be eating and then they'll slowly eat. Then suddenly they'll see the time coming to the end. You know, at that time, what they'll try to do, they'll try to gulp it up, gulp it up, gulp it up. How can you finish everything in such a short time? Can you do that? No. You can't. So at that time, what will happen? Mommy, can I please go to the bathroom? Get a break time. And then go to the bathroom and pray, Lord, help my mommy to forget. Please help her to forget so that I can get some more time to finish it. And by the time they come out, the Lord will say, increase the time a little more. They prayed already over there. But it's not a pattern. They learned after that to finish. They found out, okay, I can't wait until then, just slowly eating. But I have to start chewing, and I have to start eating, and I have to eat it at a proper pace, and I should finish it by this time. We as God's people... When it comes to the word of God, don't try to put it to the last minute and think that I will try to gulp it all oh, somehow become a doer of the word. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. One fine day I will not be busy and at that time I will read God's word and I will meditate and like thinking like somehow I'll be free of everything and be sitting in a nice quiet place where I can just meditate on God's word. Well, let it not be in the grave. God is speaking in this hour. While it is day, while it is day, while it is day, put God first in your life. While it is day, let God be God in your life. Don't just say he's number one in my life. Don't say that. If you're not doing it, don't say that. Be honest. Don't say that. But don't keep saying, well, I'm not putting God first in my life. I'm not putting God first in my life. I'm not putting God. When are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? When is it going to be the day when you're actually going to say, enough is enough? My time is gone. Yesterday is gone, sweet Jesus. And tomorrow may never be mine. So help me today. Show me the way. One day at a time. God is speaking to our hearts. One day at a time. Do The will of the Father. Every single day, make sure you're doing the will of the Father. Every single day, make sure that you're doing the will of the Father. Make sure you're not living for man, you're living for God. Man will be here today, tomorrow he'll be not. Today he'll clap for you, tomorrow he'll slap you. If you don't do what he's telling you to do, he or she But God is faithful. He's always faithful. No matter how you try to please a human being, you can never please a person fully. Human heart is never satisfied. Unless the human being has totally yielded to God and you both are pleasing God together, then it's a beautiful union. If not, you will feel utterly disappointed and devastated if you try to please man, Please God at all times. And God will make everything come together in His time in a glorious way. Not one shall be lost if you do the will of the Father. But if you do the will of man and not the will of the Father, you will be among the foolish and not among the wise. You have an entire nation who are among the foolish, but you had one who was wise to know the will of God and to do it. Because of that, God lifted him up in front of all the fools who refused to take a stand against Goliath. While they all sang for him. Saul killed a thousand, David killed ten thousand. God honored David. Honor comes from God and he, he gives it through man. God honors those who honor him. It's an honor that comes from God. God honors people who honor him. And he causes people to honor him. That's the divine honor that comes from God. He made sure that people will sing for David. Saul killed a thousand. David, ten thousand. David, ten thousand. David, ten thousand. You know why? Because David did. It was not God who went and stood in front of Goliath. It was David. David. David, who partnered with God, God went with David, but it was a human body that went and stood there, who risked everything and stood there for his nation and for his God. Are you going to be like that? Are you willing to be like that? Do you count the cost? Are you counting the cost? Are you going to be among the wise or are you going to be among the foolish? And God looks at you, will He say, you're wise or will He say that you're foolish? Are you going to redeem the time going forward? There has to be a place of remorse and repentance and then you have to move forward. Are you going to move forward? Are you going to move forward? Are you going to move forward? God is asking you this hour. Are you going to move forward? Are you going to seek the will of God and do the will of God? Are you, are you going to be someone who will partner with God? In heaven, partner with you and do great mighty things for God Almighty? That means you will face giants. That means you will face lions. That means you will face bears. Do you know what? Without that, you have no testimonies. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be for us, who can be against us? I want to take you back to Ephesians as the Holy Spirit wants me to and we're going to close for tonight. Let's go there, Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to read verse 15, 16 and 17. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Praise be to God. I'm going to take you to just one more scriptures. Scriptures. Second Corinthians, I believe. Let me just go there. Good Jesus. Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4. Second Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 4. This is a good verse for you to memorize. If someone is thinking, uh, where do I start? Which verse should I memorize? You can start with this, with today's verse that God has brought before us. You can do this verse and also the three verses from Ephesians chapter 5. You can do one a day. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Let me read from the New Living Translation. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. I'm going to read the New International Version. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. I'm going to read. New King James Version. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. I'm going to read King James Version. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, I read different translations for reason. Now, one thing we see that is common in all these translations, regardless of what the translation is, The weapons that we use to fight with, they're not human weapons. That means it's not your tongue, it's not your hands, it's not even your mind, but it's supernatural weapons. David didn't speak human words, he spoke God's words, inspired by the Holy Spirit, he spoke wise words. Bible says the tongue of the wise will heal. Wise words, human words will break down, human words will break down people, human words will cause pain, human words will cause people to sin, but God's words will cause life, it will break down the strongholds of Satan, it won't break down people, it will break down the devilish work, but it will build people. God's weapons are weapons of healing and weapons of destruction. Healing for people and destruction for the enemy that causes pain to people. So, for example, God's weapon will kill diseases. God's weapon will kill demonic activities. God's weapon will break down the works of darkness. God's weapon will heal people. God's weapon will build broken relationships. God's weapon will bring holiness in. It's the word. So this word of God that we were saying all this time is a very powerful weapon. And this weapon that God has given is not the weapon that is produced by human reasoning, human words, human understanding, or I think I can choose this, you know, this verse and I can use it now. There's no place for I. The word of God that comes from God himself is the word of wisdom. When the wisdom of God comes to a person, they're led by the spirit of God. And when they speak the words of God, which is the words of wisdom, it brings down the strongholds of the enemy. God says, when you face the enemy, when you face a problem, don't fight using carnal means. That means don't just use your words, don't just use your mind and don't just try to, you know, there are a lot of people who try to make their husband see, make their wives see a problem. I wish this man can see that drinking is a problem. I wish my son can see that drugs is a problem. I, I wish this can this person can see. I wish that person can see and look how much we are suffering. Look how much you know the family is suffering. We don't have money and look what this man is doing. Or, you know, look how the children are suffering and look how what this woman is doing and all kinds of things people suffer and they go through and, and they wish that their spouse can see what damage this is doing to the marriage or what damage this is doing to the children. Yet they can't. They'll try to speak and when they speak, the guy walks out or the woman walks up. They're saying, we're crying and look what's happening. They can't see. It's like trying to make a blind person to see, look, this is red. You can't see. When you try to fight spiritual problems by carnal means, the net solution is not just zero, it goes into the negative. It is important to use the spiritual weapons in order to overcome in the spiritual warfare. When the spiritual battle is handled by earthly means is a disaster. The end result will be disaster. It's like trying to go with a bow and arrow, wearing leaves around yourself and go with a bow and arrow when you have people with machine guns and tanks in front of you, It's ours. Many people think that they can fight spiritual warfare. We're saying that Psalm 91 says this, Psalm 63 says this, Psalm 67 says this, and they think that they can pull all the scriptures and just, scripture after scripture after scripture, and they think that everything can be accomplished. No. It has to be by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will take that one smooth stone and say, now, David, fling that. That's it. That's it. That's all David has to do. We need to be people who are led by the Spirit of God. We need to have the Word. And the Spirit of God will take the Word and take it before the enemy and strike down the enemy. You need to handle your problem God's way. By knowing His will and doing His will. Only when you do that you will have any kind of power. Only the obedient person will have power to resist the devil. Those who don't submit to God cannot resist the devil. You submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. Only those who submit to God will have the power to resist the devil. Only those who are keen on knowing the will of God will have the strength to do the will of God because they are the obedient people of God. As we close our eyes tonight, may the Spirit of God do a deeper work inside of you. God is showing me the word commitment. When you lack commitment with the Most High God, when you lack to have that commitment with the Most High God, your relationship with Him is rocky, says the Most High God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You need to have a solid commitment before God and say, Oh, Lord, no matter what it is, I will not be a fool, but I'll be one among the wise who will do your will, O Lord. I'll give priority to your word, O Father. No matter what it takes, I will not try to cut corners here. I'm going to yield myself to the working of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'll make your word my priority. Open your mouth and say it wherever you are. Be true to yourself and be true to God. Confess your weaknesses before God Almighty and say, enough is enough. I am going to become a doer of the word. I want to partner with you, Lord. Enough, I'm not going to partner with this world. I'm not going to partner with the things of the world. I'm not going to be a man pleaser. I'm going to be a God pleaser. Hallelujah. 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 Oh Jesus, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Take some time in the presence of God. Take some time in the presence of God. Only one life we have. 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 Before we know, it'll be gone. Before we know, it'll be gone. Before we know, it'll be gone. Only one life we have. Use every minute thoroughly for eternity. Use every minute thoroughly for eternity. You will have no regrets. You'll have no regrets. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be wise in knowing the will of God. Be wise in doing the will of God. Thank you, Jesus. God is interested in such people and He's looking for such people. He's looking to see whose hearts are loyal towards Him. Who is loyal towards Him? Who is loyal towards Him? Who is loyal towards Him? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus thank you Jesus Father in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth I come before your throne of grace I thank you for giving us this time to spend time in your presence Lord you have spoken to your people I pray with what you have spoken to your people may they take it may they do something about it Father as your servant your word that you gave I've given to your people. From the mouth of God to the mouth of his servant to the, to the ears of your people. From the mouth of God. Through the mouth of his servant to the ears of your people. Your word has gone this night. Lord let it bring forth much fruit. Let your word bring the desired fruit that you're looking for. So I pray that every heart Be a good ground, Lord, that every heart make that solid commitment this day to being a doer of your word, hallelujah. To being a doer of your word, hallelujah. To being a doer of your word, hallelujah. To really love your word enough, hallelujah, to do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. As a servant, I bless your people. With this blessing that you alone can bless them with. That they may take your word seriously. That they may give priority to your word from this day forward. That their lives may be transformed by the power of your word. That they may be pleasers of God and not pleasers of men their lives would mean something big to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That they may stand before you on that day, having done all to stand, to receive the crown of life that you have for them. For this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
1: Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your holy word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the Spirit of God showing us the time is precious. Lord, we need to make use of every bit of time that you've given, Lord. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. To be circumspect, as we heard, Lord, not as fools. None of us should come short, come up short. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your grand plan that even now we can pick up and run with everything that's within us to do one thing, the will of God. Thank you, Lord, for teaching us not to go with emotions, not to go with human plans, not to be a man-pleaser, people-pleaser, not to please ourselves, but to please the living God. Thank you, Lord, for the truth that we heard, including that, Lord, if we say, Lord, I will do your will at any cost, and at all costs then you will make sure that you'll accomplish your will in us thank you Lord you'll go with us and bring down the mountains you'll go with us and you'll speak to people you'll clear the way you'll give us favor hallelujah just like David and Daniel the Apostle Paul thank you Jesus thank you for teaching us that we must know the God of the Apostle Paul the way Paul knew him in order Lord to have your wisdom to do the right thing. Thank you, Father. I pray, Lord, that the word that we heard that fell on our ears would be received and chewed on even tonight, the next day, the next day, until it becomes a part of us that we are all resigned to do your will. We're completely committed to do the will of God no matter what. No more excuses but to pursue you, Lord meditate on your word, memorize your word, obey the word. Thank you, Father, for the truth that you've given us. Thank you for counting us worthy enough to give us the truth, help us to prove ourselves worthy by keeping the truth and obeying it. We thank you praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
0: Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Amen.